Take a second and think about any great coach that you had. Someone that coached you really well, taught you a lot along the way, and also helped you to make those improvements that maybe you thought you didn't think that you could make. And if you think of that person, really think about all the things that they did that worked really well for you. Coaching is truly a blend of art and science, a blend of practical application and also having the knowledge to actually impart the wisdom and the practices that will help you to get better. And in other words, this becomes more obvious if you think about coaches who have all of the knowledge in the world, yet they can't deliver the message or communicate that to the person to make them understand what they need to do or why they're doing it. That again negates all of the things that they could help you with as a coach. And on the flip side, if you have a coach that can deliver the message, can relate to you really well, has all of the things that will help to build that relationship and build that trust, but if they lack the experience and the knowledge, again, that can only take you so far. And eventually their coaching strategies, it won't be that effective to help you grow. And really that's what it is. The essence of coaching really lies in that blend of that art and science of practical application and having the knowledge to back it up. And this episode, I wanna dive into this concept and this will help not only coaches, but also athletes as well to really help you to build that better relationship with your coach and see how you can both work together to help you to optimize your performance. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multi-dimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. For all of my new listeners, you're in the right place to hear about all of these strategies, conversations, tips, and strategies that really help you to optimize your performance. And for all of my returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in for this episode. And for everyone out there, if you haven't heard some of the past episodes, go check out the library of episodes on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. There's been a lot of great guest interviews, guests who've come on, shared their stories, insights, a lot of things that we can learn from and help us along our journeys. And also a lot of solo topics, one like today where I'm covering a small chunk, a bite-sized piece of something that's related to optimizing your performance. Something in the realm of strength and conditioning, injury prevention and rehab, sports nutrition, performance training, and anything else that will help to give you that competitive edge and help you to improve your results from everything that you're doing to train for sports or activities. And lastly, be sure to check out my social media channels. Everything across the board, you can find me at HL Movement. There's a lot more free content up there. And also my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel has video highlight clips of the guest interviews. So you can see some of the video content that matches the audio that you've been listening to. And also before I dive into today's episode, if any of this content you're finding value or you're benefiting from it in any way, be sure to share it with family, friends, coaches, colleagues, teammates, anyone again that's invested in training, investing in improving their performance and really striving to reach some of the goals that you set out for yourself. So with all of that, let's dive straight into today's episode. And it's all about the blend of the art and science of coaching. And coaching is something that takes a lot of practice. And it's something that I'm very interested, always trying to improve, how do I actually coach, get the message across, 
make the other person, the athlete, understand what the message is, why it's important, how to actually execute and learn from what we're trying to work on. That's really the hard part of coaching. Oftentimes the concept or the knowledge, yes, there's a lot of things that of course you can dive deeper and deeper into what you're trying to accomplish and improve and enhance your knowledge. That's usually only half of the battle. The other half is how do you actually communicate this? How do you build that relationship and the trust and making sure that you can deliver the message in ways that the athletes can relate to? And that is oftentimes the challenging part. And I truly think that coaching, the way that we coach athletes, everyone is different. Everyone as a coach is different. Everyone as an athlete is different. But how we actually coach someone, that can make or break a lot of the results. Because again, you have to get that buy-in. You have to build that relationship and rapport to actually get the results that you want. So let's start with, this is just kind of my approach, my perspective of coaching, but really the role of a coach, it's there to help the athlete. And that's the first thing, to be very athlete-centered or client-centered, you want everything to be about them and how to make them achieve some of the goals that they're working towards, how to get them to improve. So everything that we're doing, it's not about the coach. And with that, it's a lot of collaboration, a lot of communication, a lot of collaboration with the athlete. And this is what kind of sets up that environment for you to do your job or carry out your role as a coach. And this type of collaborative work, it spans in pretty much any setting that we think of when we're talking about performance training. It could be with rehab if they're dealing with an injury. It could just be with strength and conditioning, training in the weight room. It could be training as in sports-specific skills or practice, like your traditional athlete and coach relationship. It could also be dealing with the mental aspect, sports nutrition, really everything. There's going to be this kind of coach relationship to help the athlete to get better and improve along the way. And anytime I talk about coaching, it's not just the logistics of what you need to do as a coach. It comes with a lot of the other intangible challenges and obstacles as well. And some of these are the psychological aspect, the relationship that you're building. So everything from building trust, of course, understanding what motivates the athletes, understanding what makes them learn best, also laying out any type of objectives, goal settings, making sure that you're assessing them, making sure that you're just talking to them, communicating with them in a way that fosters that buy-in because the more that they start to trust and buy into the process the more that you can offer your help and your expertise as a coach so a lot of this has to deal with all of the other things that are kind of less tangible it's more of the art of how to be an effective coach and how to effectively coach could be a whole podcast in itself, right? So I'm gonna try to simplify this and just talk about some of the big things that I really try to practice when I'm coaching athletes. And the first one is just communication. I mentioned that a couple times already, but effective communication. And that doesn't only mean what you're telling them, it also means how you're listening to them. A lot of active listening, a lot of ways to understand where they're coming from, understand their perspective, and make sure that you're having some type of give and take because it's not just saying yes to everything that they want. Sometimes it's making sure that we collaborate, put our heads together because not everything that you want might be the best for that situation or that scenario. And it's making them buy in or trust the process 
again. And a lot of this is just two-way communication. I'm really big on that. I tend to not coach any of my athletes with this one-way street where I'm just telling them what to do. Majority of the time, I'm trying to get a lot of feedback from them to let me know what they're feeling their perspectives, how do they feel about not even everything physically, but mentally, emotionally, making sure that I'm trying to listen and understand their perspective. And this is honestly something that I had to learn and develop every year and it's constantly getting better and better, but trying to create more effective communication both ways between me and the athlete. And the more that I understand where they're coming from and their perspectives, the more that I often can offer help as a coach. And the one thing that I want to say here is that we've all had a coach where sometimes they're telling us one thing and it might be spot on with what we actually need, but we tend to shut off or not hear it in the right way or not be ready to receive it. But when you hear it from someone else that you have a lot of trust, you have a positive relationship with, when you hear it from someone else, sometimes it clicks. They said the exact same thing, but all of a sudden, everything makes sense and you're 100% into let's do it this way. And I just bring this up because this is a perfect example of that words or the right words may not always have the same impact. So communication goes well beyond just what you're saying. It's how you're delivering it. It's how you're building that relationship, how much trust there is. So you can say all of the right things, but sometimes it may not yield the intended result or outcome that you want. So think about that when we talk about communication. It's more than just saying the right things. It's all of the other things that influence effective communication. So that's something that we want to keep in mind. Also with coaching, making sure that we have ways to assess where they are so that we have a good idea of what the next steps are. I think oftentimes if we don't have a good assessment or we don't have a good plan, it's really hard to be an effective coach. And along those lines, it's also having a plan, but being adaptable within reason. Not everything is going to be set in stone. The best coaches know how to modify, adjust, adjust to certain situations because not everyone is going to have the ideal path where every day goes perfectly and you're just on this linear track of improvement. There's going to be undulations. There's going to be some good days, good weeks, some not so good days and maybe not so good weeks. And it's understanding how can you be flexible within reason but still stick to the overall long-term plan. And I think those are some of the things that really help a coach to be more effective. So again, this is some of the individualization that needs to be implemented when we talk about effective coaching. Now, the next thing that I wanna mention is, I kind of started this episode like this, is trying to balance the science and art of coaching. I really do believe that there is an art to coaching. It's not something that you can learn from a book. It's not something that you can read up on. It's you going through these experiences, experiencing as many different coaching scenarios as possible with different people, personalities, and then you'll start to develop that art of how do I actually approach this situation? How do I actually learn to improve to be more effective as a communicator and as a result, as a coach as well? So like I started in the beginning, I think there's two basic pillars. Of course, this is very simplified, but two basic pillars that we need to do as a coach. 
And I think one side is the art of coaching. There's so many things that we can work on that I don't think is emphasized enough in formal education. Definitely, we talk about it. And I think back to, you know, when I was in my master's program as a certified athletic trainer, even now as a PhD student going through my biomechanics program, we talk about it, but it's something that I think we have to have dedicated practice on our own, how to be effective at coaching that art of coaching. And this goes with communication skills. This goes with being able to relate and build trust with people. This goes with all the intangibles, right? Building that buy-in, making sure that we understand where the athlete's coming from, where the client's coming from. All of these things are things that we just learn through experiences. Of course, you can study it, you can read up on things, but again, it doesn't really come full circle until you put it into practice and you experience it with many different situations and many different people and personalities. So that's the art of coaching. I think that's ongoing. It's something that we'll probably never master, but you'll always be able to improve on the art of coaching in certain ways. So that's the first pillar. The second pillar, I think, is the knowledge side, the science of coaching. Because in fact, all of us, no matter what we're doing, if we're an athletic trainer, a strength coach, physical therapist, sports psych person, sports nutritionist, it doesn't matter what we are, we always can improve our knowledge and expand the thought process and how we approach certain situations or certain problems, or just how do we evolve as more information comes out right? There's always more and more knowledge enhancing our understanding that we can work on. And that takes time too, because if we're just practicing and doing the exact same things that we did a year ago or two, three years ago, then we're really falling behind. There's so much more advancements in what we know, our perspectives. And when I say we, I'm talking about the field or industry that you're in, there's always advancements in research and techniques and philosophies. So staying on top of that, and that's the continual learning aspect. And for most of our professions, we have continuing education that we have to complete every one or two years. So that's one way to encourage kind of that staying up to date and that continual learning, but it's really taking it upon ourselves to, to keep improving as a professional. So that's the science side and that's that pillar. And I think the more that you do both, then the more that you can blend it together and overall as a coach, you'll become way more effective at making sure that you're staying up to date with the recommendations and the approaches that you're doing and you're able to effectively communicate that to foster that buy-in, that communication, creating a better relationship with the athlete or the client. And that is really that blend or that balance of the science and art of coaching. And for all of us, I think that's something that we can improve on. I could give countless examples, right? But think about a time where you knew that this was probably the best way to deal with the situation, or this would give the client or the athlete the best possible chance to reach their outcomes or reach their goals, but you fell short of delivering that message, or you didn't have a relationship with them, or there just wasn't that trust there yet. So maybe you couldn't help the client as fully as you would have liked, right? We all can picture a time that we did that. And on the flip side, like I said, maybe we knew someone really well and they were asking us for help and guidance, but maybe we just didn't have the knowledge and experience of how to deal with that. So again, we told them, 
things that maybe it was pretty good, right? But later on, as we did some digging, we realized that, well, if we approached it this way, maybe that would have been better for their situation. So we can all see that there's constant ways that if we just reflect on how we're coaching, what we're doing as a coach, there's countless ways that we can always improve. And that's really the art and science of coaching. That's how we continually get better at our practice, at our craft. And as you get better at that, you'll probably realize that your outcomes, the way that you're helping athletes and clients, that is improving as well. So you'll get more success stories and then that will fuel constantly improving again, improving your knowledge, improving the practice and art of coaching. And that is really when you start to grow as a coach. But again, throwing it all back, that is when the client or the athlete really benefits from working with you the most. And again, it's all about trying to pour in and making sure that the client is at the center of all of this. Because when you do that, then it puts everything, at least for me, it puts everything into perspective. I'm really trying to do my best to help them. That is the ultimate goal again. And I think that helps you to do all of the things so that you can put the client's best interests at hand. And that's something that I have always preached and will always continue to try to do is to just do my very best to help athletes and clients to reach all of the things that they want to reach. But hopefully I can even help them to surpass some of the things that they thought were possible. And like I started this episode, thinking back to any coach that you had that was a great and excellent coach and mentor for you, a lot of times what they did was they believed in us probably more than we did at that time and they brought out the absolute best in us where they helped us to achieve more than we thought was possible for ourselves so that's again a good example and a good reminder for all of the coaches out there try to be that person someone that really helped you throughout your life in some shape or form helped inspire you help relate to you help to coach you up and try to be that person for someone else to pay it forward and the last thing that I want to leave off on is that I've come to learn this, I would say more so through my PhD program. And it's something that, you know, I'm continually growing to. But I think that a great coach has the versatility to work with a wide range of levels, expertise, personalities. And that's something that we all can try to strive towards, right? Because think about it, on one end of the spectrum, if you constantly improve your knowledge, you'll be able to work with higher and higher caliber or level athletes or clients that have to pay attention to more fine-tuned details, or it takes a lot more precision to work with them to, again, improve their performance. So that's the knowledge aspect. But also it takes another skill set to have that art of coaching, to work with people that maybe it doesn't come as naturally. Some of the things that you're working on, whether that's weight room things, movement things, rehab, some of the things they don't catch on or it doesn't come as naturally to them. How do you approach these situations in various different angles? There's not a one way fits all for everybody. So again, it's how do you relate to them? How do you deliver that message to make them understand what we're working on? And there's so many things that could be said about this. And it really helps to make you a better coach if you can take someone that maybe it's not as natural again and help them to make these big improvements along the way. 
And it's always awesome to see how things can come together if you provide the right things that they need as a coach for them. So think about that. You don't always want to just coach one type of person and be one dimensional. You want to try to expand how many different people, different situations, different levels that you're able to coach. And again, that's part of the growth as a coach. So not only working with the ideal person where they'll probably benefit from so many different styles of coaching and do well with most of them right? You want to be able to help and relate and connect with all of the people that maybe they need a certain style. Because again, that helps to improve you as a coach and also putting the client first. That really is maybe what they need at this point in their life. And you could be that coach that really helps them to get through something, helps to teach them some life lessons that they carry on with them, you know, for the rest of their life even. So that's what I want everyone to think about. And on that note, I want everyone to think about this. For all the coaches out there, think how you can improve. What areas can you improve on as a coach? And proactively work on refining those skills. Do it on your own time too. Be aware as to like what areas can you focus on in the next you know, few months that will help you to become a better coach. And for the athletes, think about what will help you learn and pick up things and create more buy-in or whatever it is you need as an athlete. And think about what will help you specifically. And try to find a way without being demanding or pushy about it, Find a way, how can you communicate that to your coach? Is there a way that you can collaboratively work together a little bit more? And sometimes that can make a big difference. So for both coaches and athletes, there's things that we can do on both ends that will really help the athlete to get more out of the coaching, help the athlete to optimize their performance and really excel in whatever they're working towards. So for everyone out there, reflect on what we can do to improve. And again, try to make the coaching experience and the learning experience as positive as possible. Because as coaches, we want to be there to help you along your journey and help you to succeed. That's what the ultimate goal is. And again, we can all relate to someone in our life that did that for us. And we want to pay it forward and help the younger generation and help athletes to really work towards something. So that is all that I have for today. Again, be sure to check out all of my free content on social media. Everything across the board can be found at HL Movement. My YouTube channel can be found at HL Movement as well. And also check out my website, hnlmovement.com. And for everyone out there, if you're finding benefit, again, share this content and also give me some feedback. Tag me on social media. Let me know what's helping, what's valuable to you. And also, if you have any questions, I would love to hear some of the questions and make some content around it or just see how I can help and offer some insights. So with all of that, that is all that I have for today. Everyone keep training hard, train smart. Again, find out what you need from your coach. Coaches, try to improve as a coach and try to relate to your athletes and clients a little bit more. And other than that, keep working towards all of the goals that you're striving for. I release episodes every Tuesday, so I will be back here same time, same place next week. Until then, have a great rest of your week, everyone. Aloha.